Hey, thanks for joining Dr. Matters. It is April 24th, 2021. We are still in the middle of a pandemic, but God is greater than any disease, any sickness, any cancer, any wars. Our God is stronger and more powerful. The Bible says, what can separate us from the love of Christ? So I'm not worried about all this hoopla. We're going to talk about for a few moments all the noise, all the fears, all the anxiety out in this present world. It's sad to see people run into doctors, run into lawyers, run into self-help books, run into motivational speeches, and not run into Christ. Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. And because he's the author and finisher of our faith, he does not want us to go through our lives in fear. He does not want us to go through our lives in torment. We take medicine to wake up. We take medicine to stay awake. We take medicine to go to sleep. The anxiety is so troublesome. The fears are so very present. And in some cases, we can't breathe because it's so powerful the fears that are on our lives the worries that keep us up at night it's not god's will that we be in bondage any longer i understand the temptation to rely on man's medicine and man's um, psychologists and psychiatrists to get your help but i want to one i want to challenge our thinking and before we put man before God, let's put God before man. Before we go, let's start this. And I really want to pray um, for everybody listening because there's people that's listening that is so afraid. And fear hath torment. We have a lot to talk about. And um, let's pray, Lord. I thank you, Jesus, for everything that you've done for us, and thank you for what you're about to do. I give you all the praise and glory, Jesus. You are our freedom. You're our strength. You're our help, a very present help in the time of need. And in the middle of the storm, you're our refuge. You're our firm and sure foundation. And we're so thankful that you are the author and finisher of our faith. You're the creator and there's nothing we should worry about because you are up all night long and you don't worry about a thing because you're all powerful, all knowing, all mighty God. We give you praise in Jesus name. Amen. So let's get right into it. Fears. You want a reason to fear? There is books. I've got a book right here that is filled up with all the different fears humanity deals with. And with all these fears, there is medicines for each fear. There's plans and um, group therapy and all this stuff. And I believe in some forms of medicine. I believe in some forms of group therapy. And I'm not speaking against 
doctors and I'm not speaking against lawyers and I'm not speaking. I'm just saying that why don't we try God first? There's fear of darkness. I'm not even going to try to uh, pronounce the phobias, but there's the fear of darkness, the fear of heights, the fear of flying, the fear of pain, the fear of open spaces or crowds, the fear of needles or pointed objects, the fear of riding in a car, the fear of men, the fear of choking, the fear of flowers, the fear of people or society, the fear of being touched, the fear of peanut butter, the fear of spiders, the fear of numbers, the fear of thunder and lightning, the fear of disorder or untidiness, the fear of imperfection, the fear of failure, the fear of human-like figures, the fear of being alone, autophobia. There's a scripture verse I want to go to. God hath not given us the spirit of fear. 2 Timothy 1.7 For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. If you're here today and you've got a phobia, my encouragement is go after that phobia. Overwhelm that phobia with prayer. Surround yourself with things that used to torment you and used to scare you. And don't allow it to scare you anymore. If you're afraid of humans, don't be afraid of humans. Get around people. If you're afraid of crowds, get into crowds. If you're afraid of spiders... Put yourself in a predicament to have to deal with spiders. The Bible says in 1 John 4 and 18, there is no love in, I'm sorry, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. If you're going around being afraid of choking and being afraid of um, being afraid of touching peanut butter. If your life is being affected of simply touching peanut butter, if your life is, you know, I'm a peanut butter lover. I love my wife makes me the best peanut butter sandwiches in the whole entire world. You could ask all my coworkers. They all know this. I am not afraid of peanut butter, but there's people that are afraid of peanut butter, fear of numbers. How can you go through math class if you're afraid of numbers? Fear of imperfection. And if you're afraid of imperfection, you won't go anywhere in life because you will have a lot of imperfections to deal with and, and the fear of failure. So the Bible says there is no fear in love. You know, the Bible says God is love. And if God is love, inside of that should take all of our fears away. If we are living a life full of love, we should not be tormented night and day by things and plans in the future in our past, we should not be dictated on what we do in life 
because we're afraid. There's somebody today with an ulcer in their stomach because they've been staying up and worrying all the time. That's not God. That's not God's plan for you to fear. I am going to talk about the problem, and I am going to talk about how do we get out of this thing called fear. It's, it is a, a dire shame to have an almighty God in living in fear. We're living in unprecedented times. We're living in perilous times. We're living in a day where we are, uh, we are in the beginning of World War III, and, and who knows what could happen tomorrow. And the fear, the Bible says people's hearts will fail them for fear. The news isn't helping anything. Media is appropriating fear, pushing fear, preachers of fear. All the political talk shows are talking about how they're afraid the country's going in the wrong direction. They see it. And all the hatred and all the racism and all the bigotry and, and the fear that police officers aren't doing justice and fears that people are going to hurt them and harm them. Fears, fears, fears. The world is filled up with fears. And we're living in a day where we are surrounded by news. Bad news. News that we have no control over. News. And as frustrating as it is to see people stay up at night because they don't have control over certain situations. You see, back in the olden times, we didn't have Facebook, believe it or not, millennials. Back in the olden days, we didn't have email. We'd have to send a letter in the mail. And it'd have to wait a few weeks to get to its right destination. And we, all we knew was our own world, our own space, my space, not the my space of social media, my space that was in my local community, my local church, my job site, my life. That's all we knew was my life. We might get a letter in the mail or we might get an invite to a funeral. Um, but for the most part, it is within the confines of our own city and state. And that's all we know. But because we have email, and we have the internet, and we have social media, we now are worrying about second and third cousins. We're thinking about problems of other people that we have no control over, and it is driving people crazy, and driving people to the point of suicide because they have no control over a lot of the news surrounded by things and issues and what if we go to war and there's uh one third of mankind perish yeah we will mourn with them that mourn but we shouldn't live in fear yeah there might be diseases and there might be rumors of earthquakes and there's a rumor that the yellowstone might blow its top why fear? Worst case scenario, we hear it all the time. What's the worst case scenario? And I get accused of not really caring when I am just not going to fall for the fear. Yeah, it's dangerous. And yeah, what if it does blow its top and we go into a, a season of 
global cooling because the sun is blocked by the ashes in the air. But why would I fear the gas prices go up? The health prices and going to doctors go up. Why would we fear? I hear it all the time. Did you know? Did you see? What is Biden doing? What is Trump doing? What is the Bushes doing? I will not fear. I. It's not that I don't care. You better believe I care more than anybody that I know I care. But I will refuse to get into the rut of fearing Fearing, being in fear, it has torment. Torment, when I think of torment, I think of hell. And a wise saying says the only thing to fear is fear itself. Because fear hath torment, and, and the only thing to really worry about is falling into the rut of worrying and i call it a rut because ruts are hard to get out of ruts are in itself a trap you try to get out of a rut and then you end up sliding back into the rut bible says god hath not given us the spirit of fear and it says lowercase spirit meaning a an evil spirit can get on you and cause you to fear. I remember one day I was I was in taking a shower and it was like somebody walked in the bathroom and was standing right outside and it was a dark heavy feeling. And so I looked real quick thinking somebody was in the house and I knew it was just me in the house and nobody was there and I looked around I, I didn't see anybody and I realized there was a spirit of fear understanding with all that getting the bible says get understanding you have to understand why devils show up you have to understand why we're in the middle of this battle i i looked and i said in the name of jesus i rebuke this spirit that's in this room and i command it to leave in jesus name amen and pretty soon just a few short seconds later i feel the heaviness lift, and I feel the spirit depart. And I went on caring about uh, taking the shower. It's interesting. I get a phone call, and this girl says, there's a, there's a spirit in my living room, and I'm terrified, and I'm afraid. And I said, yeah, I can pray against it, but it's just going to come back because it's there to torment you. I said, you have to command it to leave. She asked, what do I say? The Bible says those that believe in the name of Jesus will cast out devils. I, I said, you have to pray in faith and command that spirit to leave, and it has to leave in the name of Jesus. At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. And every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. At the name of Jesus, angels are ready to battle. Demons are ready to leave. The natural realm is ready to change. No power on earth is like the call and the mention of Jesus' name. God will manifest his presence in the name of Jesus. When two or three are gathered together in the name of Jesus, there is he in the midst. 
And so this old girl, this teenage girl says, in the name of Jesus, she shouted it with everything she had. I command you, spirit, to get out of my living room in Jesus' name. And after she prayed that prayer, she felt that spirit leave. And that spirit did leave. And she got the victory. The enemy wants to to develop and build a nest, a fortress, a stronghold in your body and in your mind. And the only way he can do that is through fear. Fear is a nest. Fear is a portal. Fear is a doorway. You have to come against the spirit of fear. God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of peace. I'm sorry, but of power. And of love and a sound mind. You, God will give you the power. You receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You'll get power after the Holy Ghost has fell upon you. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? You're trying to live your life without the Holy Ghost. You're trying to live your Christian life and, and walk with God without God's presence inside of you. How do you know you initially got the Holy Ghost? The Bible says in Acts 2 and 4, they begin to speak with tongues as the Spirit give the utterance. In Acts 10, the Gentiles was filled with the Holy Ghost and the same thing happened. They begin to speak with tongues as the Spirit give the utterance. In Acts 19, the disciples of John received the gift of the Holy Ghost and begin to speak with other tongues. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? The power is in the name of Jesus, and the power comes after you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You cannot substitute anything. To get the same result as receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. You can't take any medicine that's going to replace the power of the Holy Ghost. You might have relief for a season. But when that season's done and your body's now adapted to that medicine or that counseling, you'll go back to struggling and go back to the situation that you walked, you felt like you walked out of. What we deal with in humanity and we try to find ways away from fear Outside of God is simply bandages, and bandages can't cure cancer, and bandages can't cure diabetes, and bandages can't cure lymphoma, but I know the name of Jesus, that you could lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover in the name of Jesus. By his stripes you were healed. Amen. So fear is a doorway, and, and you need power. You need power. But the next thing he talked about is love. And if you have perfect love, the Bible says perfect love casteth out all fear. Power and of love. If you love everybody, you're not going to worry. And 90% of our worrying is about people and situations with people and dealings with people and interactions with people. If you walk in love, read 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter. Although I speak with tongues of men and of angels, and uh, although I speak with tongues of men and of angels, have not charity. I become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. You are nothing without love. Power is nothing without love. You have power, you have love, and you have to have a sound mind. A sound mind, a stable mind, a mind that is not easily provoked to fear. You have to get stronger. The Bible says, be strong in the Lord and the power of 
his might. Fears. What kind of fears am I talking about? Let's go on. Fear of bacteria. I know people that wash their hands, even so now with the COVID virus, wash their hands and wash their hands and wash their hands and wash their hands. And when they get done, they wash them again. They put lotion on them and they wash them because they're worried about bacteria and germs. And they're, it's called bacteriophobia. And me and my wife, we were confused when we got the COVID because we asked the doctor, we said, doctor, we did everything we could. We washed our hands. We used hand sanitizer. We social distanced. We did everything we could. And the doctor says, there's nothing you could have done to prevent yourself from getting COVID. COVID was just going to come. And if you want to know how to get to not get COVID, understand it, go to the Homeland Security Biological Warfare Department to really understand how to not get COVID. There's the fear of gravity, the fear of stairs or steps or slopes, the fear of amphibians, the fear of pins and needles, the fear of books. I think my kids has got the, uh, it's called bibliophobia, interest in biblio. I think there's a lot of false prophets and false teachers got bibliophobia. But that's for another topic for another day. Fear of plants, fear of ugliness. <laughs> Maybe that's my problem. Fear of being ridiculed. Fear of mirrors. Fear of snow. Fear of colors. Fear of clocks. Fear of time. Fear of confined spaces. Fear of clowns. Fear of computers. Fear of dogs. Fear of trees. Are you understanding? Are you getting the point? If you want something to be worried about, the enemy will give you a reason to worry. If you want something to be afraid about, the enemy will show up and give you something to be afraid about. Fear of houses, fear of accidents. I'm not going to drive a car because I'm afraid of an accident. I'm not going to venture out because I'm afraid of the bad things going to happen. Fear of the home, fear of cats, fear of insects, fear of teenagers, fear of horses. Are you understanding? The devil doesn't like you to be happy. He wants you to be tormented because the devil is torment. He wants you to be under bondage, worried that if you step out of the house, something bad's going to happen. The devil is a liar. The devil is a manipulator. And his greatest tool is fear. Am I getting through right now? Fear of failure, fear that you can't handle life, fear you can't handle things. I rebuke the devil in the name of Jesus. Amen. Romans eight fifteen through 19. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But ye have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit of self bear witness with our spirit that we are children. We are the children of God. And if the children then heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of the present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that we shall that shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. So it says right here that God hath not given us again unto the spirit of bondage, again unto fear. Why 
are you staying awake? Is it because of bills? Is it because of friendships, worried about friends talking and friends walking away from you and friends uh, betraying you? Are you afraid? The last thing, somebody says it's in my DNA. You need to pray that your DNA changes. Somebody says it's in my genealogy. You need to pray against a genealogical curse that's on you. I rebuke the devil. There is no reason why you should be afraid right now. Excuses are for those that don't want it bad enough. And you're going to tell me, I'm afraid of accidents because I got into an accident. I come against fear. You shouldn't be afraid because you got into an accident. You should be walking around in the faith and the power and the anointing of God. Why are you afraid? PTSD, the, the soldiers are, are being tormented with. And with God, we can have the healing. And with God, we can have the power and the strength to God be the glory. It's interesting to see that there's even Christians being bound by fear today. Christians being bound. Preachers being bound. There was one prophet of old Elijah was so worried about Jezebel that he contemplated suicide and wishes wished that he was dead and yes you could get to a low spot in life because you're afraid and there's don't seem to be no way out but you have to understand that our God's the God of the impossible and when there's no way out the Bible says that he is the way maker and if he's the way maker he'll make a way where there seems to be no way he'll make a path right through the desert and he'll bring water from a rock and bread from heaven he is our way maker he can bring money he he can bring money when there is no money he can bring money out of a fish's mouth and if you're hungry he can make he can multiply what you already have our god is past powerful it's possible all things are possible with jesus christ why fear why go under the bondage of fear again i'm afraid that relationship won't work devil I rebuke you yes you've been through bad situations and bad trials and temptations and situations with people but you have to get over it in the name of Jesus and if you forgive that in itself is perfect love and if you forgive God will see you through and he will abolish fear you want to know true love is when you show forgiveness you want to know true love is when you show understanding you want to know true love is when you're long-suffering and gentle and kind and meek amen so here you are how are we going to get the victory over this fear it's not something somebody could tell try to tell me it's not something you can get rid of overnight i'm here to tell you yes you can you might tell me it's not something you're going to get rid of in a month. I'm here to tell you God can do all things. All things are possible. If you're here right now and you don't believe that you can be delivered from fear, I'd hate to say it, but you're right. Because if you have the faith that you can't be delivered, God's not going to honor doubt. God's walked into cities and he healed entire cities. And he walked a city right next to it and he healed nobody. Why? Because of doubt. Doubt operates in the same magnitude as faith does but in reverse it stops god's presence from working it's a deterrence it's a frustrating factor in human humanity is doubt doubt frustrates god why can't you do it all things are possible all things are possible he can do exceedingly abundant above what we can ask or even think
Don't fear. Quit fearing. Why are you afraid? Why are you awake at night worrying about stuff you have no control over? What is worry? Worry is uh, trying to control stuff you have no control over. You can't think it into an existence. You can't wish it differently. If something's impressed on your heart and you're, you're mistaking it for worry, I encourage you, find a place to pray. The Bible says you have not because you ask not in the book of James. And we're going around wishing things to happen, but never asking Jesus for anything. As if Jesus is supposed to read our minds. As if Jesus is supposed to, and he does, he reads our minds, but the power is when you speak it. In Jesus' name, heal my lost loved one. In Jesus' name, take away this cancer. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. There's power in the name of Jesus. You're here today and you need you need deliverance. I'm, I want to encourage you. Yeah, you can call on the name of Jesus yourself, but you need to find an apostolic church that you can have some brothers and sisters lay their hands on your head and pray over you and rebuke this spirit. That spirit's been around for a while, yes, but he can be destroyed. He can be destroyed. It's interesting, as I see people, the devil has laid siege on that individual for years. Decades, the enemy has been destroying this individual in and out of psych wards, in and out of... Uh, back and forth from doctors and and on all kinds of medicine and and it's so awesome to see God work in the impossible and see somebody that was not didn't have a sound mind now have a sound mind because they called on the name of Jesus and they trusted in God hallelujah the enemy will work decades and 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 lay traps and sieges and and, and hold you down and oppress you and depress you and possess you. And in, and, and in one moment with the king, the, the Lord can destroy all the chains can be broken. And he can destroy all the yoke of the enemy. And, and now Jesus says, take a yoke, my yoke upon you. My burden is easy. My, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. You have to follow the plan of salvation, the plan of Jesus Christ. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and his plan is that we have life and life more abundantly, not tormented day and night. The enemy's jealous because you have a right to worship, and he he has lost his place in heaven as a worship leader. So he's going to try to torment God's people. It is a shame. It is a dire shame to see people bound and oppressed in the church house. In the book of Revelations, chapter 21, verse 8, it's not only a shame, but it's a dire sin to live a life that is fearful. It is a heaven or hell issue if you're going to stay up at night and you're going to worry uh, sores in your stomach and you're going to build up acid in your body and you're going to, and acid develops cancer and all kinds of other problems with your body. It is a sin. The Bible says here, above all sins, the Bible names the number one thing and and, and 
uh, Revelations 21, verse 8. But the fearful and unbelieving, the abominable, the murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone. This is the second death. Above all, the fearful and unbelieving. And why are we living a life in unbelief? Why are we living a life that says that God can't? Why are we living a life that says God's not going to intervene? Why are we living a life that says go to doctors before God? Why are we living a life that says go to lawyers before we go to God? Why are we living a life that says listen to the media before we listen to the word of God? Why are we living a life that is so fearful? God has put this as a, a sin and this will take us to the lake of fire which burneth forever and ever, and ever. Along with the abominables, people that do abominable things, murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars, don't be fearful. You have to learn to trust in Jesus. If you're up at night worrying, which tells God you don't trust him. If you're up at night trying to handle the things that's impossible for you to handle, you're not putting your trust in Jesus. I encourage you, put your trust in Jesus. How do I get out of it? I encourage you. This is how you get out of it is when you're up at night worrying, you kneel down at your bedside and you start calling upon Jesus who can make things happen. You call upon Jesus who can create things. He is the creator and he loves to create things and he loves to make things and he loves to show himself strong. And when you talk to him about the impossible, God's the God of the impossible and he loves to show himself as the father to you. He loves to show himself as the comforter to you. Give him a chance. Give God a chance before you stay up tonight and worry. Give God a chance before you break down and cry because you have no answers. Give God a chance before you go to the doctor or before you go to the lawyer or before you go to a psychologist. Give God a chance. God wants to do a miracle for you. But we, we so soon run to other means other than the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Why are we worried? I'm not worried about a liberal president. I'm not worried about liberal governments. I'm not worried about World War III. I'm not worried about pandemics. I'm not worried about sickness and influenza. And I'm not worried about germs and phobias. I'm using wisdom, but I'm not worried because God is God in all. And with God, nothing's impossible. Amen. Here's your steps. Here's your steps. You go through fear and you're afraid. Every time you feel that overwhelming urge to be scared, I want you to find a place to pray and don't get up till you feel the fear leave. Don't get up until you feel, feel the fear left. Don't stop. Are you hearing me? We get so mundane and we get so like it's God's in a microwave and you want to get this hot pocket in two minutes and now you're frustrated because it doesn't happen in a minute don't put god in that impatient role the bible says patience is a virtue they that wait upon the lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings as of eagle they shall walk and talk and not be weary not walk and talk and not faint 
you can't put God in your time because God don't operate in your time. God operates in eternity. And when God puts it into eternity, there's nothing that can turn it around. And it's forever. And if God does it, he does it right. He that the Lord has set free is free indeed. So pray till something you feel that spirit leave. Sometimes you might think it's a spirit, but it's God trying to move you to a closer relationship in prayer. It's confusing. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. I'm worried about such and such and so and so and brother so and so down the street. I encourage you, what if the Holy Ghost is pressing you and pushing you to pray over that individual? I'm worried about falling. Maybe the Lord's trying to show you that you have a trap in front of you and you have to stay in prayer. Don't be afraid, but be wise. Amen. Pray till you feel it lift. If there's a stronghold, some things don't come but by prayer and fasting, and you may have to push back a plate or two or a couple days and say, I'm not going to eat until this thing is broken. Go ahead. Just do it your way. Has it been working out for you? Keep going to the doctors. Has it been working out? If it hasn't been working out for you, then do it the Bible way. Some things don't come but by prayer and fasting. And in order for some... Some strongholds to be tore down. You have to push back the plate and say, I'm not going to eat until I feel something lift. All night prayer meetings. How bad do you really want it? I mean, we get so, well, it's a lot easier if I just put up with it, is it? The Bible says when lust conceives, it bringeth forth sin. When sin is done, is death. Is it really worth it? Is it really worth putting up with the devil? I don't know about you, but I don't like flies. Me and flies don't get along. I like to smash the flies. And because I like to smash the flies, <clears throat> that's the only way to be. Just like snakes. I don't like snakes either. I like to smash them if I see them. I'm not a snake handler. I can't stand them. Get me away from them. I don't like flies. They lay eggs. They turn into weird stuff. I don't like it. Why would I be comfortable with the spirit of fear hanging around? Amen. So, fast. Another portion of scripture says, Overcome evil with good. Be kindly affectionate once around brother love. Overcome evil with good. If you start worrying and fearing, there's a scripture verse that talks about uh, trading the spirit of heaviness for the garments of praise. Turn on some apostolic Christian music. Turn on some preaching. If you're fearful, your faith is down. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing the word of God. Another thing, not only hearing the word of God and singing, sing as loud as you can if you need to. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. I told Satan to get thee behind. Victory today is mine. Hallelujah. You got to start singing songs of melody, songs of praise. Don't surround yourself with country music that brings doubt. Don't surround yourself with rock music that's worshiping Satan. Don't surround yourself with songs that glorifies the works of the flesh. Sing songs of praise and glory to the King of kings and Lord of lords. Over, 
Overcome the spirit of fear, you have to have the garments of praise. Would you put your, what kind of clothes did you put on this morning? Well, I woke up and I figured I was going to have a bad day and I ended up having a bad day. You better watch what you say. You're going to talk yourself into a curse. When I put my pants on, I put my pants on in the name of Jesus. I'm going to have a great day today. I'm going to walk in the spirit of truth. I'm not going to be worried about the things of this world. God's greater. If God be for me, who could be against me? Rejoice not against me, all mine enemies, for when I fall, I shall arise. Yeah, I'm going to fall, enemies. Yeah, I'm going to fall, naysayers, people that wants to talk about me and get on social media and slam. Go ahead. I'm going to mess up. But you know what? I'm going to get back up and I'm going to show God that I mean business and I'm sorry. And I'm not going to go back the same way as I went. Wise man falls and gets up seven times. Hallelujah. I live in repentance every single day. What's people going to say about me? What is people going to say about me? They're going to figure out I'm, I'm as real as they come. And I'm growing. I'm going somewhere. And you're going somewhere. And you're growing. And you got to keep growing. And keep learning the word of God. And keep studying the word of God. And thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against him. And if God starts putting things into your heart and soul and, and the word of God starts growing in your mind and you start getting more wise concerning the things of God, God will use you to instruct people out of their situation and trial and temptation. God will give you the words. So first pray. Second, pray and fast. Third, praise the name of Jesus. Overcome evil with good. Give God everything. Third, the Bible says, confess your faults one toward another that you might be healed. I don't believe that's uh, talking about um, juicy sins that should really be between you and God. I believe it has to do with confessing your fears. And if you're struggling with fears and you you admit and you confess it to your brother or sister to your sister and there's a healing aspect of just having somebody else focusing on the same thing you're focused on amen if you uh i think the fourth thing would be great is if you go to the altar every time the altar service has been called. There may be a prayer line and ask the pastor to lay his hands on you with anointed oil that you can be healed. PTSD is real. Depression is real. The spirit of heaviness is real. The spirit of fear is real. We are living in with real situations and this stuff isn't made up and people's not, not just giving excuses why they're backwards and down. They're, they're really struggling with things and they need the church to be understanding and be vigilant because they're adversaries as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And if you're struggling with depression, you are vulnerable to an attack. The enemy is not going to attack a strong lamb. He's going to attack a weak lamb. The enemy is not wanting to really have to work for its food. And so it's going to look for somebody that's weak, somebody that's fearful and unbelieving and, and full of doubt. 
And when you've got the faith and the anointing and the power of the Holy Ghost, you have the mustard seed faith that says, where's the mountain at? You have this mustard seed faith that says, where's that sycamore tree? I'm going to cast this thing into the sea. No weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper. I'm going to speak things into an existence even though i don't even see it happening i'm going to speak it as though it happened i'm going to speak myself into a raise because my god can give me a raise i'm going to speak my car into a longevity because god can make my car last long god can god can god can the last thing you want to do is question god's power so you're going to stay up tonight and you're just going to question God's power. That's all what worrying is doing is worrying whether God's going to come through or not. So what if you get cancer? If it's not your time to go, you're not going to go, honey. If it's not God's will that you die, you're not going to die. I don't care if you get hit with a Mack truck, if a train falls from the sky and lands on you. If it's not your time to go, nothing's going to kill you. It doesn't matter if it's Corona, Ebola, SARS. It doesn't matter. God, If it's God's not through with you, you're not going to go. That doesn't mean tempting the Lord thy God and try to jump off a bridge and see if something happens or start licking the rails of, of New York City, handrails in New York City. No, don't tempt the Lord thy God. You're going to end up with the disease and maybe die from it. You don't handle snakes. You don't handle COVID. You don't handle, it's not a faith thing. If it's a faith thing, it's a snake thing. It's not about that. It's just understanding who our God is, and he's going to protect us. The Bible says you could take up any deadly thing, and it will not hurt you. Woo! You understand that? You could take up any deadly thing. It was uh, Apostle Paul got bit by a snake in front of his captors, and he just shook it off into the fire like nothing ever happened, and they thought he was going to die, but he didn't die. It just showed God's favor. Amen. I believe in the power of God and power of prayer. Fears. Fears. Are you afraid? Are you afraid of doctors, insects, afraid of rooms, afraid of the color white, the fear of tornadoes and hurricanes, the fear of childbirth? Do I need to go on the fear of cooking, large things, the color black, small things, you fear dirt and germs, fear of death and dead things, fear of night hospitals, fear of the dark? Fear of gaining weight, fear of the figure eight. Man, it sounded like I was a, a poet there. Fear of rain, fear of snakes, fear of birds, fear of paper, disease, children, fear of kissing, fear of love, fear of phobias. There's a fear of phobias, believe it or not. It's called phobophobia. List goes on and on. I wish you would not fear. Our church, 318 Sibley Street, Hammond, Indiana, please come. We got Sunday morning, Kid City Church, 10 a.m., 2 o'clock, English Church, 6 o'clock. We got Spanish service. You have to make it. We got 2 o'clock, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Tuesday at 6.30, drug and alcohol classes. Hey, Amen. You want a Bible study? I'll teach you a Bible study. We are living in the end times. Life is too short to go around being afraid. Our life is a vapor. Why are you afraid? 
If you want to pray, you want somebody to pray with, email me, aaronjameshaig at gmail.com, A-A-R-O-N-J-A-M-E-S-H-A-U-G at gmail.com. Worship tab at gmail.com. That's a church um, email. Please, don't go through this life alone. There's safety in numbers. There's safety in the church. There's safety in the multitude of counselors. Come to church. Why? Why wouldn't you want to come to church? Don't let the world's church discourage you with all the hypocrisy and the, the works of the flesh. Don't let that discourage you. There's still a church out here with the fruits of the Spirit. Amen. We love you. In Jesus' name, I hope this helps somebody. And I pray that you get revival and you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and you receive the power of God. In the name of Jesus, don't fear. Trust God. He'll always come through. Love you.